listening to the Top Knots and Double Shots podcast, where we believe every woman deserves to be happy, healthy, and totally fulfilled. We're breaking through the mom guilt, quitting that negative self-talk, and diving into how to find your joy, your passion, and your tribe. I'm your host, Amanda Masterson. So throw your hair into a top knot, grab a cup of coffee, and let's chat. Hey there, and welcome back. We are 17 days into January at the time that I'm recording this. Many of us have set New Year's goals and resolutions, but let me just share what is coming up in a couple of days with you. Quitter's Day. Quitter's Day is January 19th, and it is the day, according to a 2019 study with over 8 million people, that the majority of people fail in their New Year's resolutions. We aren't even three weeks in, guys. Studies also show that if you don't fail on Quitter's Day, you are probably going to abandon your goals and resolutions by the second week of February. More than 80% of people have quit on themselves and their goals by the second week of February. So how can you defy the odds? How can this year be different? How can you be different? The secret? It's about changing your daily habits. Because habits are the path to success. Changing small daily habits can change your life. It's only through the daily habits and actions that we take that we build a life of our dreams. One great way to change your habits is through habit stacking. Have you ever heard of habit stacking? It is when you stack a new habit, one that you desire to adopt, on top of a habit that's already well established. For example, Let's say you want to start working out every morning before work. The night before, lay out your workout clothes after you put your pajamas on. Putting your pajamas on is the well-established habit. By stacking your new desired habit, setting out your workout clothes on top of putting on your pajamas, you're much more likely to get this habit to stick. A second habit stack that would support your newfound goal of working out in the morning would occur in the morning. You would get up, brush your teeth, and immediately put on your workout clothes. Brushing your teeth is your well-established habit, and you stack onto that the desired new habit of putting your workout clothes on, which is going to greatly increase the likelihood that you're actually going to work out today. I'll come back to habit stacking, but I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself because what I really want to talk to you about today is actually the number one reason people abandon their resolutions and goals. What do you think it is? It's time. I don't have time. I'm going to venture to say that you have used this excuse in the past, and you're probably still using this excuse for one aspect of your life or another. Whenever I think about not having enough time, a certain quote always jumps into my mind. I think I saw this on Instagram at one point, but basically it said, you have the same 24 hours in a day as Beyonce. And I'll be honest, I just get super annoyed whenever I think about that. Because yes, we all have the same 24 hours as Beyonce, but I don't know about you, but I don't have the same life as Beyonce. 
I don't have someone preparing healthy meals for me every day. I don't have three nannies to watch my kids. I don't have a personal assistant or a maid or a maintenance slash pool boy. Now, I don't know if Beyonce has all of those things, but I'm going to venture to guess that she probably does. And so that quote, although it was always the first to pop into my mind, also just gets me all worked up. But, yes, I'm coming in with a but. But although we don't have Beyonce's life, it is true that we do have the same 24 hours in a day, the same 24 hours that Beyonce has. And when it comes to time, I feel like there's just so much conflicting information out there. Like one book or speaker will tell you that you cannot do all of the things, while another will say that you can do anything you set your mind to. And yet another will say, You can do everything, just not at the same time. And so we get confused. I'm so confused. Like, should we be able to do it all? Should we not? It's just not clear. So what I want you to hear from me today, if you take away just one thing from this podcast, is this. You cannot do all of the things. But you can do all of the things that are important to you. I'm going to repeat that one more time. You cannot do all of the things, but you can do all of the things that are important to you. And so that's the first thing that you're going to do the next time you find yourself telling yourself that you don't have the time. Whether you're telling yourself that you don't have the time to work out, you don't have time to do the laundry, you don't have time to eat healthy, You don't have time to go out for girls night with your friends. You don't have time to nurture your relationship with your husband. Whatever it is, I want you to remove the I don't have time from your vocabulary. And instead, I want you to say it is not a priority for me right now. So, for example, it is not a priority for me to work out right now. It is not a priority for me to get the laundry washed, dried, folded, and put away. It is not a priority for me to make my relationship with my husband better. Whatever it is that you are saying you don't have time for, replace your vocabulary and say that it is not a priority for you right now. And I want you to say it out loud and sit with it for a moment. Does it feel good? Or is it hard to even say out loud? For example, if I say it is not a priority for me to work out, I am instantly feeling guilty because I know that working out is my way of releasing stress and I know it is going to increase my energy, give me more patience with my kids. It is setting the example for them that I want to set and that is important to me. So it does not sit well with me if I say to myself that it is not a priority for me to work out because I know that it is. Now, I just want to pause here to tell you that there is no right answer. There is no right answer to what should be a priority for you in your life, in your family, in this season. For example, when I say it's not a priority for me to keep the laundry washed, dried, folded, and put away... Well, I'm totally okay with that statement. That isn't important to me right now. Yes, I make sure that my family has clean clothes to wear, 
but they might have to just dig through the clean laundry pile and throw their clothes into the dryer to unwrinkle them before school. I'm perfectly fine with that. So do I have time to work out? Yes. Do I have time for the laundry? Probably not, but not because I don't actually have time because it's not a priority to me and I am okay with that. What I want you to remember is that you get to decide what is and is not a priority for you. And know too that priorities will change as life seasons change. When you bring a brand new baby home and you are up every two to three hours with that baby, working out daily may not be a priority for you. And that is okay. Going out with your girlfriends may not be a priority for you if you are working 80 hours a week and you're struggling with your relationship with your husband. Nurturing your relationship with your husband by going out on date night may take a higher priority than girls' night. Don't say you don't have time for girls' night. Be honest with yourself. It is not a priority for you in this season. Now, that's not to say that it won't be priority for you when work slows down or when your relationship with your husband is stronger. If you're a brand new mom, it's not to say that working out won't be a priority for you in a couple of months. After you've determined what is priority and what is not, when you feel like you don't have time for something, the second thing I want you to do is to time block. Time blocking, if you're not already familiar with it, is when you schedule yourself hour by hour every day. Time blocking is a great way for you to actually see what you are spending your time doing. I have talked with clients who said they didn't have time to work out. But when we sat down and time blocked every hour, they were spending two to three hours every night watching Netflix after the kids went to bed. The truth of the matter was, she did have time to work out. She was choosing to watch Netflix instead of working out. Netflix was taking a higher priority than was working out. When she said that out loud, it didn't sit well. She immediately revolted against what she had held such a high priority, which was watching Netflix. As you time block, I want you to be brutally honest with yourself. That's the only way this is going to work. Do not leave a block of time unaccounted for. Write down everything that you do during all of your waking hours. If you do this honestly, you are going to find the same thing that my client did. You are going to see blocks of time where you are currently inserting some activity that isn't serving your goals and that isn't aligned with your priorities right now. After you've time blocked your day and you have discovered what you are actually doing with your time, I want you to make a list of your time wasters. Now, this might be watching Netflix. It might be scrolling social media mindlessly. It might be sitting idly in the school pickup line. It might be your commute to work. Now, all of these time wasters aren't necessarily things that you have to remove from your life or even things that you can remove from your life. But some of them are. For example... I don't recommend you stop picking your kid up at school because it wastes too much time in the school pickup line. But what you are going to do is you're going to determine which of these wasters you can abandon, like those Netflix binges. 
like that mindless scrolling of social media. Now stop doing those things. For the other time wasters, those that you can't abandon, like the school pickup line or your commute to work, we're going to re-time block your days. And that's step number four. I want you to schedule out your day from the time you wake up to the time that you go to bed. Identify your time-wasting pockets that can't be abandoned. They are now going to be your pockets of productivity. For example, can you work your online business in that 15 minutes in the school pickup line? Can you listen to a personal growth audiobook on your commute to work instead of jamming out to the radio? One thing that a lot of people say that they don't have time for is to read. Well, maybe reading an actual like book in your hands isn't a priority for you, but soaking up the information for personal growth is. You can accomplish that with Audible. Or if you say that reading an actual hardcover book is important to you, it is something you want to make a priority, then you may have to abandon those Netflix binges after the kids go to bed and instead read for 20 or 30 minutes. After all, that's only one short episode, and we all know you're watching three to four episodes every night. You get the idea. How can you turn even five to 10 minutes into power pockets of productivity? All right, lastly, and this is probably going to be the least popular piece of advice in my podcast, but it is important. If you are finding that you do not have time for the things that are important to you, even after you have gone through all of the other steps that we just talked about, then you may just need to get up earlier. Yep, I'm talking about joining the 5 a.m. club. Or you can jump into the 4.30 a.m. club with Caden and I. Hear me out. It has been shown in study after study after study of highly successful, accomplished, wealthy people. The one thing that more than 90% of these people have in common is that they get up before 6 a.m. or at least three hours before their workday begins. This is their time to focus on themselves and their physical and mental health, time in which no one is demanding their time and attention, time in which is all theirs. Because here's a hard truth for people to hear. When we choose to go to bed super late, or we choose to wake up 20 minutes before we head out the door. We are choosing, we are prioritizing sleep over the other things that are going to drive us closer to our goals and our dreams. We are saying that sleep is more important than working out, more important than reading your devotions, meditating, fixing a healthy breakfast, having quiet time to enjoy a cup of coffee, reading a book, whatever it is that you are saying you don't have time for. Yet you're going to bed at midnight because you watched half a dozen episodes on Netflix. And then you jumped out of bed 20 minutes before you have to be out the door in the morning. Meanwhile, you are saying that you don't have time to work out, meditate, eat a healthy breakfast, spend time in devotions, read a book, insert whatever. Now, obviously, I'm not saying that adequate sleep is not important because it is. And it should be a priority to get a restful six to eight hours of sleep per night, whatever is your sweet spot. But if you can't get up early enough to fit in the things that you say are important, then maybe you need to go to bed earlier. Maybe you need to create an evening routine that supports a restful night's sleep. 
Maybe you need to turn off screen time 30 minutes before bedtime so you can start winding down and actually fall asleep when you go to bed. Now, if this is a struggle area for you, and let me tell you that I am totally there. This was a struggle area for me for so long. But if you are struggling with this, I highly, highly, highly recommend reading The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. I know I have talked about this book in other podcasts and on social media, but it really is one of the best books I have ever read when it comes to creating a schedule that serves my goals and my priorities. I want to leave you with two more little tidbits when it comes to creating a life and a schedule that serves your goals and dreams. Number one, ditch your long to-do list. Instead, I want you to focus on two to three things that you want to accomplish every day. You see, when you have a long to-do list, it's actually very demotivating. It's also a huge time waster. Hear me out. How many of you have actually written something on your to-do list that you've already done simply to be able to cross it off? Come on. I know you have because I totally have. So ditch the to-do lists. Each morning, instead, write out two to three things that you want to accomplish that day and focus on those wins for the day. And number two, do what you do best and outsource the rest. That's a quote that I'm constantly reminding myself of. And I'll give you a few examples. I outsource my house cleaning. Yes, I have a lady that comes in every other week to do the deep cleaning for me. I hate it. I know everyone hates cleaning. But by having her come in, it frees me up to be able to be a present mama and to be able to work on my business goals in the time I'd otherwise be spending mopping the floor or scrubbing my bathroom. This is important if you have a side hustle or business too. You can also outsource tasks such as meal planning by signing up for a meal service. You can outsource chores to your kids. You can outsource daycare pickup to your husband one or two nights a week. The main idea here is that you don't have to do everything that has to get done. Outsource, ask for help, whatever it looks like for you. All right, I hope these tips help you to stop using I don't have time as a cop-out excuse. You do have time. You have the same 24 hours as Beyonce, right? You might not have time to do everything, but you have time to do everything that is important to you. Now, it's up to you to go create a schedule and a life that serves your goals and your priority and that helps you build the life of your dreams. Thanks for listening, guys. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Top Knots and Double Shots podcast. Before you go, I would love to hear from you. If you loved what you heard today, I would so appreciate it if you would drop me a review. And if you had any mega takeaways, share them with your friends, your neighbors, heck, anybody. Share them on your Instagram and your Facebook stories too and tag me at Partying With Twins. Until next time, ladies, keep your top knots high and your coffee hot and love the life you're living.